Well, hello, this is Gary, and you're listening to Thinking Out Loud. Today's podcast recorded November 3rd, is it? Yeah, November 3rd, 2022. I wanted to focus on specifically on the Electoral College, is today's topic. It will probably meander from that and the various tributaries that offset from the Electoral College and who it benefits and all that, but focus on the Electoral College. What is, why is it still around? What is it? It, Because it's not democracy. It's a different thing. It's a a sort of, quote-unquote, preserving of the Republic, as defined by those who are currently ruling it and currently have positions of power. Them deciding who the leader should be. We get to sort of have a say in it that seems like it, but it's not really. So on election night, we the people vote in the presidential election, and we we all cast our votes, no matter where we live, what state we're residing in, we all vote, and we tally all the results. And there's a, you know, we know the results of nationwide, like who won the popular vote, who got the most votes. That is known within a few days of election night. And a lot of times, by election night, we have a pretty good idea of who is going to win the popular vote based off the number of votes that are outstanding haven't been counted yet. It's like, even if all of them go to the other person, we kind of know who the popular vote winner is. In 2016, Hillary Clinton won the popular vote. The vote. The thing about the Electoral College that I think is not really presented correctly by the news is that it is an actual vote by real live actual people, real live voters, a month after election night. However, on election night, 2016, Donald John Trump finishes in second place. The news announces him the president-elect. And the reality is we, we've discovered another that wrinkle again, where the person who has just won the election is most likely not going to win the Electoral College based off of who the Electoral College voters are going to be in each respective state in a month. Based off of the results in each state, whoever wins, quote-unquote, each state, no matter the margin of victory, they get 100% of their voters to vote in the Electoral College a month later. And again, it's the whole time it was happening in 2016, it wasn't really presented that way. It was just Donald Trump's president-elect. The actual election that would decide him to be the president hadn't happened yet, but he was already declared president-elect. He was given that title already, just shortly after president, you know, the presidential election. The popular vote, even though he finished in second. Reality is, it was still undecided for 30 days. And we had sort of 30 days to basically figure something out with the Electoral College. We hadn't, news had decided to not cover other options and decided to just continue to cover Republican and Democrat as the only options, even though, you know, the Republican Party picked a game show host with zero experience as their choice. They said, this is our guy that we're going to pick this year. Uh, But that's Donald Trump. Um, You know, I I get that a lot of folks watch Fox News and don't know that the guy is a con man 
but he is one. That's not really a political opinion. You know, it just is what he is. That's known about the guy and has been for decades. He wasn't a successful businessman. He became a host of a game show because he was famous for being in business. You know, he, he had businesses with his name on them that would go bankrupt. He, he was a business failure, but he was famous. Uh, he became a game show host shortly after his sixth bankruptcy, and he kind of disappeared for a few years. And then the, the guy who produced Survivor, another hit game show, um, that he wanted a business-themed one, and so Donald Trump became the host. So again, we only had two options that were being presented, and one is just not even, they're, they're just mailing it in. They don't even care. Uh, they, they picked this cartoon of a candidate and but it's it's like it's their turn to win so even though because their candidate is so awful even though it's their turn to win they can't even they don't even get close in the popular vote they, they finish in second yes but that's that's as low as they can finish anyway they're not going to finish in third or fourth because there is no third or fourth really i mean they're there they, there are third and fourth place finishers but they're not it's like they're not really like in the same race really, or at least they're not presented as being con true options or contestants in the race, participants in the race. They're, they're not, it's not really made clear why they don't count, like the Green Party candidate, why they, no, no it's just Democrat is your option if you're quote-unquote left. If you're quote-unquote right, it's Republican. It, it's not constitutional, it's sort of libertarian, those aren't true options it's republican the elephants or the donkeys that's it that, that, that's all you get and, and so it, it allows certain people that control the levers of power within government to just sort of decide who our leaders are and 2016 came you know pretty bad example of it Electoral College was created to appease slave states. That's the whole reason it was was created. That is its purpose. Why is it still around? You start blabbering about cities and rural areas and coastal states and west and east and all that kind of nonsense. It, it, you're getting bogged down in the weeds. You know. The, the reason the plantation was created, yeah, it, that that's more, you know, you're staring at the ground, forgetting that. No, you're on, you're on a plantation. That you're you're in an area like the electoral college was created to appease slave states. It, it it was a law that was created when there was government officials who thought that people of African descent should be considered three fifths of a person and have zero voting rights and be considered property. That's why the electoral college was created. And it's still around in the year 2022. And in the year 2016, it, the Electoral College, picked Donald John Trump, this famous old racist, you know, white guy, corrupt businessman guy from the 80s and 90s, who later became a game show host. It, the Electoral College, which was created to appease slave states, it is what decided that Donald Trump should be the president in 2016. It went against the will of the people and said, no, it's Donald John Trump that'll be the winner. And that's, that is what the Electoral College is. It's, the people should not decide who the winner is. 
it should be a small select group of people in each respective state that they themselves are not voted in. They're just sort of picked by whatever candidate, quote unquote, won the state and gets to decide who will, will vote for him if they win. It's just, it's dumb. It's not democracy, but we've just allowed it to continue. Electoral College is certainly supported by the Republican Party. You know, that it, it allowed their guy to become president in 2016. It allowed them to <laughs> push the limits of their power. You know, their guy became the president. That meant he had executive power, which he did indeed yield. They did indeed get their tax cut for the wealthy and corporations passed. That happened. They were able to get it done. It was their crowning achievement of their careers. They got their crowning achievement because, you know, preserving the republic, the Electoral College picked their nominee. Even though their nominee was a completely toxic nominee, you know, alienated the masses instantly because most already knew that Donald Trump was a con man. But you only get two options. It was their turn. And, you know, that's how it goes. And we've accepted this. We must abolish it before 2024. It will only get worse. It's only going to get worse. Meaning, there's going to be an election very near sometime in our lifetime where the, there's going to be someone that wins the popular vote by an even bigger margin. You know, you're, you're maybe pushing 10 million and then somehow just doesn't win the Electoral College still. It can happen. Certain states are just going to go way opposite from modern-day Republican, while other places are just going to embrace it more solidly. But even if it's just a narrow margin, it doesn't. You know, if you get 50.1% in a state, you get 100% of those electoral college voters. So even if there's like a you know a quote-unquote battleground state, if the the Trump mega people folks if they're just got a slight edge, well, then all the votes of that state are now going MAGA. Trumpism. American fascism. There, there are real live Republican candidates that are re, re, endorsed by the party who are running on a Trump won in 2020. That, that's their campaign. They're running on the abortion ban is a good law. Putting women in jail for going to the doctor is a good thing. They're running on that. That's their campaign. You know, it, it, there's candidates running on a cannabis as a gateway drug. And that's like a platform for them. That That's like their vote for me thing. I'm going to put people in jail for growing and selling or simple possession of a plant that made them feel better. I think it should be a crime, says that government man with an R next to his name. And we should spend money building prisons to lock those people up because they were growing, selling, or in possession of a plant. Gateway drug. That's the solution. And then maybe even get some partnerships with profit business, or, you know, profit uh, prison companies so that, you know, those companies can make lots of profits building prisons, you know, to contain all these quote unquote criminals who are growing, selling, or possessing plants that made them feel better. Gateway drug. Yep. 
And then all the same, same while too, while you're spending that extra money and building presents to lock people up, including women that went to the doctor. They, they're now committing crimes now, according to government man with an R next to his name. Those women going to the doctor are committing crimes. So that, that's cost there to investigate crimes and to incarcerate the quote-unquote criminals. Those things are done after the cutting of uh, taxes for the wealthy and corporations. So there's less money coming in to fund certain things. So then monies have to be cut from necessary things to fund these projects of you know, banning abortion and continuing to incarcerate people for growing and selling and simple possession of certain kinds of plants. So it's uh electoral college is uh well it's bad because it, it 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 allows skewed power or something. You, you know, there are yes, a certain percentage of the population that embraces negativity and violence towards others and hatred and but they're not the majority. You know, some people are real passionate and will march in the streets to make sure that wealthy people don't have to pay a higher tax bill. Even if those people marching in the streets are paid by the hour, and fill out a W-2 and make nowhere near six digits, they'll they'll get all fired up in town halls about health insurance being taken away or something. They'll, they'll be worried about health insurance companies and coal companies, and they'll march in the streets for those interests. And they do it all the time. The Tea Party was one of those. It was it was working class folks marching in the streets against health care as a right. They were marching against marginal taxes and wealth taxes and estate taxes. Like fighting against those things because those things would affect the wealthiest possibly in a negative way. The net worth of those peoples may not be as much in the future. So, yeah. So those wealthy peoples... Paid for all kinds of ads on Fox News and stuff and convinced regular folks to like, you know, passionately fight against funding health care as a right and education as a right. And to fight against taxing the wealthy appropriately and big massive companies. There's regular people that fought against that stuff, like fought, fought, you know, getting real angry, like organizing it looked real grassroots, but it wasn't. It, it was bought and paid for by billionaires. Just kind of using working class people as pawns, just fully out in the open. And those pawns just not really realizing that that's what they were doing. Yeah, you're, you're being manipulated by billionaires and millionaires. Yeah, you're all like the ones that blame Joe Biden on rising gas, gas prices and then have like no response to the CEO salaries of the very companies that are raising those prices. It's like, obviously there's some cost absorption they can pr probably take given all the uh, things that are going on in the world related to the oil supply. That has nothing to do with the fact that Joe Biden is the president. You know, do you know anything about the Russia Ukraine invasion? Are you aware of that or oblivious? No response. Are you aware how much CEOs of ExxonMobil make? You know, Chevron, all that. They, yeah, no response there. It's all Joe Biden's fault that you know gas prices might exist. But there's people that they gobble it up and they and they believe it and and they vote based off of the stuff that they're told to think. 
by billionaires like Rupert Murdoch, who owns News Corp, that is the owner of uh, Fox News. They buy it up. Electoral college is something that, like, it allows the minority to decide who the president is. And that's what happened. You know, the person who finished in second place was declared the winner. And it's, it's just weird. It, it's especially bad for the electoral college too when there's only two options. And it's only, it's like almost electoral college can only exist if there is only two options or something. Like, how does it even, I mean, there would still be some sort of threshold that would prove that you're the winner. But the key thing to remember about 2016 is just how it was reported live is that when they were tallying election vote, it's like none of those numbers were real yet. It's more just these are who the electoral college voters will be in each respective state. Most likely they will vote for their respective candidate, but they don't have to. Should they under some sort of morality and ethical and concern for the country not vote for Donald John Trump? Well, of course, yeah. But they're not going to do that. The ones that are Trump voters in respective states that he quote-unquote won, yeah, 100% of them are going to vote for Donald John Trump. Like, yep, he's 100% the guy that this state is saying is is the one that should be. There's no... No wavering. There's no pause. Yep, he's a totally legitimate candidate. He's got an R next to his name. He's got the endorsement of that organization. They did indeed nominate him. And if you tally results in your respective state and tally all those voters in the states that he won, these are electoral college voters he's going to have in a month. So if the Electoral College vote will happen as predicted, you'll actually become the president. So we got 30 days to fix this shit. Like, we allowed it to go on long enough, but it's like, you know, because the whole time the Trump thing, like, news is covering, it's like, okay, like, but whatever, you know, like, they do this every, every election. They, they cover, they allow Trump to get some free publicity for a while, you know, because he likes being on TV. He does it every single fucking election. He runs for president. It's not a new thing. Why? But in 2016, it became, in 2015, like the years leading up to it, it became like more mainstream news news, steady dose of, yeah, Donald Trump is running for president. It's like, yeah, who gives a fuck? So? (laughs) He does that every fucking election. He's in the election for a while. He ran as a Democrat. He ran as a reformed before. So fucking what? Why is it news? He's a game show host, though. Neat. He's very famous. There's lots of famous people. But he was declaring he was running for president. Yeah, for like the 10th time or some shit. You know, he'd been running for president since the early 90s when I was in elementary school, middle school. It, it wasn't new. You know, he was running for president back when Bill Clinton was the president. Running for president. It was a long time ago. You know, it, it's not a new story. 
It was always something that was an ongoing theme that he would do. Every four years, he'd run for president, not get very far in the primaries, then eventually drop out. And he would use that opportunity to say more shit that would get aired on TV. Like, any publicity is good publicity. But for whatever reason, news just covered him differently. They, they presented him as, well, no, he's actually legitimate. Because the Republican Party, the only other one, is legitimately thinking about him. So it's like, so given that information, it's like, so libertarian, constitutionalist, Republican Party just doesn't give a shit. It's, it's like, you know, I think of sports analogies would be like, you know, a, a team that has a, a great era and then falls into hard times. And it's maybe even a time where they're, you know, barely winning anything. It's like, that's what the Republican Party was in 2015, but they were declared the champions anyway. There's only two teams, so they were basically in last place, but there's only two teams, and it's like, there's like a certain like coin flip thing in certain cases of the championship. They decide who the winner is. Like, it's, it's, one team wins the championship, but afterward there's a coin flip to decide if it can be overruled, and then the other team wins or something. You know, it's like, there's only two teams. And one team can only be the champion for so long, even if they are still the better team. It's like, well, no, it's the other team's turn now. So there's like this guise of competition, but it isn't. There's there's two. In sports, you get like, sports leagues, you get tons and tons of teams, you know, representing all kinds of cities. I'm a city, and... We get two political representation, even though there are other teams, though, but they're considered like the minors or something, even though some of them do have participants that are in the majors, if you will. There are libertarians who are serving at the federal level, state level government that are elected to their post. It is a legitimate organization. Same with the Green Party. There are Green Party candidates who have won their seat. Usually it's down ballot a ways, but, you know, they are legitimate. They do have funding, they do get donors, they do, you know, run campaigns that they spend money on and the initiatives that they try to pass. And when their people get in, there's ones that are like, this is what we are and what we're about, and that's what they do. So sometimes it's in a caucus with ones that are of similar mind, but there are people with letters next to their name other than R or D. But uh, those are like the only ones we are like allowed to be presented as options. And the Electoral College definitely takes advantage of this because, you know, it, it just there's just a pendulum shift. It's one over the other. One's in charge for a while. It's now it's the other's turn. The will of the people is just sort of ignored. Would a, a bigger margin of victory in 2016 meant anything? Like, what if Hillary Clinton won by 8 million? Would we have still accepted the Electoral College? I mean, she won by 5, and we allowed it. You know, she, she won the vote by 5 million. That's a lot of people. That's a pretty good-sized city. You know, she won by 5 million. She finished in first place by 5 million. 30 days later, the Electoral College said, nope, it's Donald John Trump that's the winner. And we went along with it. But what if the margin of victory was bigger? What what number is too big? Because there, there is a number. That's the thing that I think the Republican Party is not understanding. 
there is a quote unquote like breaking point. <clears throat> and that's not like that's not a threatening statement. It's more well, no, let's revert back to like the civil rights movement era and stuff and like, well let's we that will that will inspire a certain unity of the working class. Let's say the popular vote happens and a candidate wins the vote by over 10 million. But certain states does not do as well to the point where maybe they even lose. In some cases, just barely lose, but nonetheless, they lose. They finish in second in many states. And, yep, when it's all tallied up, they will not win the electoral college. It's known election night and stuff. They're, they win the popular vote by like t- over 10 million. Okay. But it's because certain states, they just dominate. They finished in first by a lot. And the other candidate maybe even doesn't even finish in second, let alone first in some states. Finishes in like fourth or fifth. But other states, they finish in first just barely, but just enough states they finished in first in to be declared the winner by the Electoral College. This very well could happen. We are on a path to that happening. Where, yeah, because what's the difference between 2016? It could have happened in 2016. The margin of victory could have been even bigger. What... Like, what is the breaking point? And so, something like that happens that certainly compels, inspires a much more dramatic, like, we we need to pull the reins on this right now. We have 30 days to get this sorted. The person who finished a distant second can't be the president. So we're going to just, all of us collectively, we're just going to not go to work at all. We're going to, all of us collectively, masses of the number of people are going to be marching in the streets and all that sort of thing. And yeah, the, the entire economy is just going to come to a grinding halt and, until you get this shit resolved now. No more electoral college. Because that is the thing. It's the elephant in the room with the electoral college. There is a breaking point. There is a point where you would be pushing it too far. The margin of victory in the popular vote, the masses of people vote, and a different person is declared the winner than who gets, like, massive overwhelming support. Winning by 10 million, you know, or more. But it's just not strong enough in certain areas of the country to get a first place. Instead, they finish in second in certain parts of the country even again even if it's close it would mean the other person would get a hundred percent of that state's electoral college voters we are itching close to that and it's going to be a kind of a system breakdown kind of thing you know you can't we would cease to be democratic at that point that that's like you know and and it seems to be the candidates that win on those kind of things, especially like a Trump, like a candidate like that would probably just be a, a an even worse version of Trump. Gets declared the president anyway, even though a very distant second place. And Trump ruled with uh, 
certainly a certain impunity. Billy thinking that he was completely above the law and seemed to just have no regard for what the President of the United States was. He, he thought it was more like what Vladimir Putin was in Russia. And that's more what he aspired to be. And Kim Jong-un, North Korea. That's Those are the leaders he wanted to be more like and had more respect for. Barack Obama wasn't a, a type of diplomatic statesman that Donald Trump ever aspired to be. He wanted to be more of a ruthless, clownish dictator type. That's that's more that those were his role models, you know. Yeah. So I don't know anymore. This country's it just uh, it wedged its head up its ass several years ago, and we just can't seem to uh, figure out how to undo that. You know, um, we we went down a dark path many years ago. Start many people started making really dumb choices, embracing really dark, negative, evil, violent things, and um, some have turned away, but many have just steadfast and. Uh, Strangely enough, there's many of them that are in that kind of embracing of violence and racism and sexism and oppression of the other and a corrupt government, fascism and all that. Many who are embracing that over the last many years, they also go to church every Sunday. And that's that's the part that's always this kind of... I don't, I don't... That's some interesting mental gymnastics, you know? And I don't really understand why people get into such a thing. Mental gymnastics. You know, contorting the mind into believing that something you know is wrong, uh, but then just kind of doing it anyway. You know, embracing the teachings of Jesus, you know, is a lifestyle. Or at least when you profess to be. You're proudly proclaiming that you went to church the other day and vocal member in the congregation and all that. But then you also proudly post on Facebook that you're voting for Trumpism. It's like, well, that's the opposite. Don't, why don't you know that? What? Why is that a thing? You know. So it's like, what? What is the church? What are churches in the modern era saying? You know, if what is it? What is their message even about? And what are people even believing if, after going? to a service at a church, they proudly proclaim their allegiance to Donald John Trump, who's so clearly and obviously the opposite of the teachings of Jesus. And, and it's not a secret. It's not like he's subtle about it. You know, I don't, I don't really get where the confusion is. So that's why I don't, I don't really understand the mental gymnastics going on there. Because obviously there is, there is contorting going on. Obviously there is sort of inner conflict you know, you're going to church, you're hearing certain lines over and over and over, and then you're listening to Trump. They, they don't align, you know, obviously and clearly. That That, that is known. So, it, it's like, what do you think people think about you if you're a person that's very vocal about your Christianity and then also very vocal about your support of Donald John Trump? It's a very confusing you know, it means like, well, who are you then? Which which one are are you? You know, why do you not understand that they don't align? 
how, how can you get them more aligned? Pray for Donald John Trump and his supporters to embrace more positive virtues like empathy for others, nonviolence, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Forgive our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Kind of thing. Cure the sick. Feed the hungry. Did you forget what those were? You got, you got kind of lulled into this thing many years ago that in order to be a good Christian, you have to vote for people with R's next to their name. Yeah. And Donald Trump is a con man who knew and understood that yeah there, there's people who believe that they genuinely do and they can be sometimes kind of well manipulated yeah there's people i've heard it plenty yeah they're voting republican because they're christian they they have to they got to vote for the one with the r because the you know abortion or um I forget what the other things are. The, the organization that cuts taxes for the wealthy corporations and then makes health care more difficult than education more difficult and then puts people in jail for growing plants, puts women in jail for going to the doctor. They're the good Christian. <laughs> um, there are good Christian folks with ours next to their name. I'm not really sure what... Adam Kinzinger's religious affiliation is, but uh, he, he's a very empathetic, more in line with teachings of Jesus type, you know. There's right and wrong in this world, and he seems to understand. He has an R next to his name. Does that mean I don't like him as a person? No. No, I, I respect him as a politician. I respect his position that he, he has a line in the sand that he doesn't cross. You know, there is right and wrong. There is. Yeah. Was was the Electoral College picking Donald John Trump wrong in 2016? Yes, is the, is the answer. We all know that. It was they, they made a poor choice, those Electoral College voters. There was obviously something off <laughs> with our system in that election. You, you know, there, there should have been some... Some wavering in those states that Donald John Trump quote-unquote won, but only kind of barely won. Should he have still gotten 100% of those Electoral College voters to vote for him? Probably not. That, that doesn't really seem very democratic, you know, because that's not really what the state... Those Electoral College voters are supposed to be voting on behalf of their state. You know, a state went basically 50-50... But 100% of those Electoral College voters are going to vote for one candidate in kind of unison. That just seems fishy. It's off. You know. A person winning the vote by 5 million but not being declared the winner, that seems very off. There's something wrong about it. It doesn't make any sense. You know, We need to get rid of it. We also need, it especially exposes the weakness in our democracy that we only have two options. You know, it's just that we're presented. Pendulum has to swing from one to the other. And just... Oh. The Republican Party's agenda right now is just very scary and oppressive and it's, uh, it's worrisome. 
what the future of this country is if that organization is allowed to get even more power. Because th their idea of power is suppression. And oppression of the every person that isn't completely... In, if you, I mean, if you're not, like, saturating yourself with conservative media, you, you're, you're not going to in any way, shape, or form going to be believing that Republican Party's initiatives are going to be benefiting you. You know? You, you have to be just inundating yourself with conservative media is the only way you're going to believe that cutting taxes for the wealthy and corporations is like the best way to benefit your life as a working class person. The only way you're going to be passionately worried instantly when you hear of a politician talking, a candidate talking about funding hospitals directly, the only way that your first initial reaction is to worry about what happens to your health insurance is to be trained to think that. You have to be absorbing conservative media because that's not a natural response, you know, unless you own health insurance and know, whoa, shit. Like, if, you, if you're heavily invested in health insurance companies and there's political candidates talking about funding health care directly, whoa, yeah, that's definitely going to affect your bottom line. You, the owner of a health insurance company, you, the customer of a health insurance company, you could just decide to stop being a customer with them. You know, it doesn't really, that, that's how it affects you. Do you want to continue buying that product or not? That's, that's a personal decision. That's up to you. So, that, <laughs> so all those, all those working class folks that are worried about their health insurance, it's a product that you own. If you want to keep buying it, go ahead. What what are they offering you? Great question. So let's say in our society we start funding hospitals directly. You're a person who currently has health insurance. Okay, so so go ahead, keep keep buying it. That's a product that you pay for. As you're already like, whoa, what am I getting though? If healthcare is right, <laughs> right. So you pay a premium each month, and then they'll pay a certain portion of your claims and whatever. Okay, yeah. So. Our society starts paying for hospitals directly, including medical staff and all that. And all the funding is efficient to cover health care costs of taking care of human beings uh, living in our country. Yeah, and the health insurance product you have, yeah, you'll, if you want to keep paying for that thing, you can keep paying for it. And again, as your mind instantly rolls to like, but what about claims and deductibles and all? No, no, no. So there is no deductibles. No, you don't get a hospital bill. We would have publicly funded health care. Where you fund hospitals and stuff. My health insurance officers. Yep, 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 yep. So if you want to keep buying that product, go ahead. <laughs> what are you getting? That is a great question. I love it. Great question. What are you getting exactly? I, I have no idea. But if you want to keep paying for that product, go ahead. That health insurance company would much appreciate it if you did. Keep sending them money every month um with healthcare being a right and you not having to pay to go to the doctor they will never have to pay you back any money so they will really like that if you just keep paying them money each month and then just never cancel because they never they'll they'll just not have to give you any money back either so yeah it's good it's like one of those elephant in the room things if healthcare becomes a right certain health insurance products are going to decrease in value pretty dramatically, pretty quickly, because a lot of people are just going to stop buying that product. Yeah, because 
healthcare would just be a right, not a privilege that you have to pay for. Yeah. So that would affect the owners of health insurance companies' bottom line, and the Republican Party is the organization that helps protect that. And so, no, healthcare can't be a right because health insurance companies may become irrelevant, certain types anyway, certain specific types of products. Disability income and long-term care would most likely still continue and still be a certain demand for it, and most likely an increased demand for it with people having a freed-up health insurance cost. You know, healthcare costs immediately go way down because you just you just remove that middleman that's dr- driving up the costs in order to cover overhead, which includes executive salaries and dividends to the shareholders and all the all the stuff that goes with running a big massive entity, multi-billion dollar entity. You just are eliminating it entirely. Yeah, so the, we would just be funding the hospitals and healthcare staff directly. Not socialized medicine, no, it would be healthcare professionals that work in the hospital, not government agents. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, the Republican Party, though, is, is the organization that is very anti all that. They're also anti-education as a right. Uh, education and higher education should be privileges based off of your socioeconomic standing. Yeah, so if you're just kind of a, a decent student, but not amazing, but good enough to get into a school, oh, you're going to definitely have to pay money. Yeah, so most likely, you know, borrow lots of money, go into further in debt, that debt is a fee that will be able to benefit the you know the company lending you the money that's owned by the wealthy as well so you know there's this sort of system of like massive amounts of money just going upward all the time and then just ballooning up there and it never occasionally it sort of sort of kind of spills over a, a bit but not really it just the balloon up there just keeps getting bigger and bigger you know it, it's got to pop at some point you know it's massive you know elon musk billionaire dipshit just took over a a huge massive multimedia platform that's used by humans all over the world simply because he's able to just accrue more wealth and just by himself took over a platform and now it's he's catering this that's used by humans all over the world to to now be more of a platform for any kind of speech no, no, because the parameters before were pretty basic. Nothing crazy, really. Don't be a complete dipshit on there, but he's, he's removing those. Trump is back on. Yay. Ironically enough, it was right as, right as I was about to like cancel my Twitter because now Elon Musk is running Twitter and now he's opened up the floodgates for the real dipshits out there to just have a, you know, a soapbox to broadcast their dipshit shittery. An old buddy I hadn't talked to in years, like, direct messaged me. So I was like, shit. Of course, he didn't give any other contact info. And then when I replied, I forgot to do the same. So I'm going to have to keep my Twitter for a bit until I exchange info with my old buddy from long ago. I haven't seen him. I don't know. Time is weird. But anyway... Be nice if uh, people could connect more and, you know, more positivity. You know, uh, having basic parameters on a, uh, basically a speech form that says you can't broadcast speech or, you know, hate speech and 
violence towards others, and you, you can't be a proponent of those things. Okay. If you are a proponent of those things, you're still allowed to say them, just not on, you know, certain platforms. You can say them all you want. You know, if you say them in certain spots, though, you, you might get certain response. You, you, you're trying, you're saying them to get it, elicit a response. So, you know. You shouldn't like can face necessarily legal consequences for just saying stuff. But yeah, certain forums are going to be closed to you if you're going to be spouting that kind of opinion. You know, it is what it is. But yeah, I don't know how long I'll be on Twitter. So what's the replacement? I don't know. It's just kind of crazy. But it's just the thing with. A certain concentrated power, that's just, you know, it's another embodiment of it. Like, certain entities can just balloon in power and wealth, and other nuts and bolts kind of stuff just goes unlooked. So many fall through the cracks, but others are just gaining exponentially more power. We have to find a way to uh, ship the tide at some point. Making sure you're registered and, and actually voting is a good way. Us getting mass participation in this election is essential. You know, when you vote, what is that candidate about? Truly. Can they be specific in any way? Or is it all just political euphemisms? Do they just use terms like tax reform and lower taxes? Or are they specific? What specific groups are getting a tax cut when they say tax reform and t lower taxes? Who? Who specifically? And if they are ever lowering the taxes for the wealthy, why? If they're already wealthy, they're already wealthy. Even with the tax rates at their, even what they were before, they were still wealthy. Why do they need even more? Why does the government need to, why is that even on the agenda, you know? Big, massive, multi-billion dollar entities. Why do they need to get even bigger? They're already massive. Why would it be a complete... Why is there no other way for our economy to be? To be? And that seems to be what many of the candidates run on. Are they using political euphemism like pro protecting the lives of unborn children? That's a... That's a... A strange philosophical statement. It, it, it gets into some weird shit when candidates are vote for me because I believe in protecting the lives of unborn babies. Because what they are really saying when they're saying that now is the law that is on the books that the Republican Party has passed in various states is a good law. Putting women in jail, criminalizing and, and prosecuting women who have gone to the doctor to have a procedure done. Certain groups of women, other women facing zero consequences at all. That law is good, says candidate that is saying that statement. I'm going to protect the lives of unborn babies. They are going to put women in jail for getting medical treatment that they needed to get. Why? None of your business. Certainly not the government man's business. Certainly not you, random stranger. I know you think it is, and you believe certain stuff. That's wonderful. You're allowed to say them, you know. 
You're allowed to say them. Say what you believe. Can you offer th some other options be besides like harming people and ruining people's lives? Do you, do you have a different way to express your opinion besides causing harm? What is a different way? You believe stuff. I know. You believe it. You believe it. You believe it. Okie dokie, okie dokie, okie dokie. But now you're making things worse. The law actually passed. Um, so now lives are being affected. Real live lives. You know, um, you're saying stuff before was, it was a certain level of agitation, you know, and sort of stress on certain peoples. But now it's like real live criminal consequences for people living their lives. Well, other people, of course, can do the same thing and not face any consequences. And that's the sort of inherent nature of the law. Again, same with the war on drugs as well. Certain people are going to face severe consequences for growing, selling, or possessing certain plants or concentrated version of plants. Other people, zero consequences at all. And again, this is a very much an inherent kind of modern day what Republican Party has become and allowed itself become senior level leadership. In order to stay in power, they've, they've had to kind of lean into certain ideologies that have been you know, brewing in this country for a while, and they they exploded out during the Trump era. They had gas thrown on their, those flames, and man, they exploded out a few times. Some of those flames, you know, exploded out in a attempt to overthrow the government itself. It was a planned, coordinated attack that was planned uh, well in advance. There was even the, some emails discovered recently where there was even some coordinated effort to try to get Clarence Thomas, Supreme Court Justice, on board with getting some kind of stay and stuff to get some with, with their the, the fraudulent election shit that Trump was pulling. It, the whole thing was orchestrated and, and lots of players involved with that to try to get certain states to swing a different way. Now, now mind you, elephant in the room again with 2020 is Donald Trump did again finish in second place in the popular vote this time and even dis more distant second. But some states he barely lost or only lost by a few thousand. And in those specific states were the ones that he said there was fraud. You know, the, the the true insanity of the four years of Trump, it, it, it in of itself is a, why the Electoral College needs to be abolished. You know, it, it picked him. The Electoral College is what picked Trump. We, the people, did not. Many of us did, yes. But more of us picked somebody else, you know. The winner was Hillary Clinton in 2016. Whatever your thoughts are on her, would she have been better? Of course. Would she have carried herself with a better, higher level of grace and dignity than Donald John Trump? Of course. We already know that. What are we even talking about? I don't know what people are talk, thinking when they think Donald Trump is a role model for our children. Nope. No, he's not. have to kind of constantly explain to my children... He's not a role model in any way, shape, or form. 
that has to be kind of stated. It's almost a disclaimer. He, Donald Trump really shouldn't have been aired at certain hours on television. Conservative. What? No. No, he's not conservative. A conservative person you can is kind of almost G-rated or something. You know, you can air their message at any time. Trump's was not. The things he was saying and the things he was doing and advocating for should have been, you know, like, there should have been certain censoring. You know, there is for other, quote-unquote, artists and performers. Donald Trump was no different. He was a certain, you know, he's a con artist. He's a performance artist in that regard. That is known about the man. But... There's people that are thinking he should be a good president, so the news is just covering him all hours of the day. Children are seeing this man. Why? It's like, why do other entertainers get have to be delegated to certain time slots and stuff based off their content and stuff? And then this guy, <laughs> he can do whatever he wants on middle of the day, and it's fully aired on just broadcast television. And he's advocating violence and, you know doing, you know, at making fun of disabled peoples and just uh, cursing a bunch of stuff, too. Just a real vulgar asshole. Like, this content is not, it's available on a podcast. It's not something that's going to be aired on news or something. But Trump was one of those candidates where it should have been quite a bit filtered, but instead it was, like, completely unfiltered. It was aired unedited in many cases, live on several outlets. Just him running for president. You know, it's just the system decided that he was going to be the winner, even though most of us knew he was ill qualified for it, ill suited and dangerous for the job, obviously, too. There would be consequences for picking a person like that. I mean, that that's the danger, you know, he got three Supreme Court justices confirmed. Three, all kinds of other judges, too, that are already serving one that got to serve on a case that he was a defendant in. It's kind of insane, you know. All because he won the Electoral College. All because a month after we the people voted and picked Hillary Clinton, we tallied up the votes in each respective state and awarded a certain group of voters to each respective candidate. And those voters came together a month after election night and then voted for Donald John Trump 30 days after the election. They decided that Donald Trump should be the president, even though we the people picked Hillary Clinton. Electoral college needs to be abolished, but I have a feeling the Republican Party is going to try to push it any further than they already have. They're also going to certainly, once they have more power, do whatever they can to redraw districts and continue to have this goofy system where certain metropolitan areas aren't one biz, big massive federal district I don't really understand why it's not done that way you know like instead they kind of break apart different little cities it's like it seems like a metropolitan area should be like a district and then it's it has the appropriate number of representatives that so the people, if you live in a metro area, yeah, you would be voting for more than one rep. But to represent you at the federal level. But there'd be like, well, no, that's not fair because something. But I don't know. 
If it's a federal U.S. House of Representatives and you're representing a city, it should be the metropolis that you're representing, not just the little tiny portion of a city or something. I, I don't know. I just think it's kind of weird how districts are drawn. They're drawn funny for the U.S. House of Representatives. For state House of Representatives, even then, it should be more still geographic than anything. And it should be maybe a little bit more... Just could be more nuanced, but still, it shouldn't. It shouldn't be like, well, if you cross this street, then you're in a different district. Like, that just seems kind of insane. But that's how a lot of districts are drawn, and the Republican Party certainly takes advantage of that because they can carve them just right to where certain areas that are kind of predominantly a certain socioeconomic class or certain demographic can be kind of their voting power can be kind of minimized by kind of dividing them. You know a certain area in two or something. And they can be absorbed into another area that's more wealthy. So the wealthy interests have more power than maybe they really do in actual voting power. They get like their own kind of district. But, I don't know. I'm sure there'd be quite a bit of protest for that because the, pe- the people living in rural areas say, well, well, I don't... But it's like... Main thing is electoral college needs to be abolished. It's dumb. It's stupid. It picked Donald Trump in 2016. It allowed that kind of ideology to grow. And uh, it allowed Trump to even engage in the whole fraud charade thing because there was some states where he only lost by a bit. Yes, he lost the popular vote by a shit ton. So if there was no electoral college, there, wasn't even, there wouldn't have even been anything to even attempt to do anything with. It would have been such a landslide loss that there's just no meat on the bone instantly 2016 same thing you have the election there is no electoral college it's something that's been abolished years and years and years ago boop you have the election boop it's a winner by five million he moans and stuff but there's there's just there's again there's just no meat on the bone there's 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 nothing there you know a clear margin of victory boop and he kind of fades from memory. You know, he, he maybe he gets another show that he does, or maybe he does some other publicity. Some, but, you know, he becomes fairly irrelevant quickly. We settle into just steadily inching forward towards stuff, getting knocked back a bit with, like, no, we can't have, we can't afford Social Security, but, but, you know, entitlements, but, you know, and there's various diplomatic efforts with other countries to try to curve, you know, certain authoritarian powers and stuff, not certainly praising them, you know. So is the Russian-Ukraine war still happening? If there is no Trump, it's hard to say. It's hard to know. You know, if he doesn't get anywhere near as far as he does, if he doesn't become the president, does Russia feel as emboldened? I don't know. We may never know. You know? Well, we don't know because what happened is Trump did become the president. But uh, we can certainly avoid having a Trump 2.0. And so hopefully in the very near future, like before the 2024 election, we abolish the Electoral College. Get rid of it in its entirety. Just allow the people to vote, tally up the results, and whoever has the most votes, they're the winner. Pretty gosh darn simple. Let's keep it simple. Let's keep it to a democracy. Let's kind of get back. 
let's get back to democracy because we've uh, been drifting a little too close to fascism and we need to uh, get away from it right away. So stay safe out there. Make sure you register to vote and you vote. God bless. This is Gary, Thinking Out Loud.